0: Jess remembered the dark night of her dream and how it had ended, with her blood soaking on the forest floor. The dream had been a lesson. The dangers of the shadow world of spirits Amma had drawn her into were not merely spiritual, but horribly tangible. If you offended a god, they wouldn't stop at cursing you with some vague form of bad luck. They would fuck you up. And Jess had offended a god.
1: We're doing fine, I'm doing
0: fine, i are doing fine, we're still alive. We're doing fine, we're doing fine, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm fine. doing fine, i are doing, 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 do doing, doing, doing fine, we're still alive. We're doing
1: fine, Hello and welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. He's Robbie. And she's Lisa, and Jess is 100%... Not doing fine in this book, as you just heard in our intro (laughs) clip. Jess is the furthest thing from WDF.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's she's, she's dealing, she's going through it.
1: She is straight (laughs) up not having a good time right now.
0: (laughs) Well, yes, do you want to give us a quick synopsis?
1: Quick synopsis, <clears throat> Jess moves back to Malaysia after living her entire life in America with her father and mother. They live with her aunt Coco. Is that right? There's a lot of aunts. Korkor. Uh, what, so Corcor
0: oh, is, it... is just the Malaysian term, like, the, the term they use in that part of the world for the word aunt. So it's like auntie.
1: Oh, okay. Because in the audiobook it was pronounced Coco. Oh, okay. But maybe it's just... Maybe it could it's be. Just
0: a... I know it had an R's in
1: the yeah yeah well i recently saw the pronunciation of um the the girlfriend's name oh i, I saw it written down mm-hmm. how, how is it written down sorry the the synopsis can wait this oh, needs to be so answered <laughs> i
0: in my head when i was reading it said charanya
1: that is how it's pronounced and then i saw someone spell it in uh i th- i think that's i how was it spelled? S h
0: a r a n y a.
1: Right, okay. Right. Did they
0: spell That's not what
1: I... No, that's not how I saw it. <laughs> that's not how I... I thought I'd saw the name Sharanya and I was like, there's no fucking way. So I've obviously just seen a different name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> now I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so Jess moved to Malaysia. Um, and she's living with her aunt. And... She suddenly develops a voice in her head. But more specifically, the voice belongs to her grandmother... Who died a year ago. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The uh, uh, Her grandmother has a mission for her. And Jess finds out that the temple of a god... The Blackwater Sister is being disturbed by a construction site and with the help of her ama her grandmother mm-hmm. she um, embarks on a fan fant- a modern fantasy adventure to try and protect the um the altar of the black water sister and then shit gets real shit gets real real fast it does If you've not read it yet, this would be your time to pause the podcast, read the book, and then come back to the podcast real quick.
0: (laughs) Real quick, like, just read an entire
1: book. Like, real real quick. Yeah, we'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward silence while we wait.
0: All right, welcome back. Thank you.
1: You've read the book. We appreciate that. Okay, so.
0: (laughs) So, spoilers from here on out. Um...
1: So, she destroys the altar. Mm-hmm. She is possessed by the Blackwater sister.
0: Well, I mean, that's it not turns... the... She's possessed by the Blackwater sister. She's basically forced to attempt murder on someone.
1: On several people.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, the first time, it was just Shurn.
1: Not only does she get forced to kill some people, some people are forced to kill her against their will as well. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Aku. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I mean, Aku was never forced to kill her. He slapped her. I
1: thought Ama was possessed. I thought Ama am- possess- possessed him. No, Ama only dirt. possessed.
0: Uh, Ama only possessed Jess.
1: Did she not possess Aku to, to try and frame her for murder to protect her son? No. Who? What am I thinking of? Don't know. Cause I'm sure there's a bit where Jess lies about it and says she, he was possessed by Blackwater's sister because he doesn't she doesn't want to get her grandmother in trouble, even though her grandmother is a dead ghost.
0: That might have been when he was she was talking to her mom.
1: Might have been. Might have been.
0: Because she didn't want to admit that she was <clears throat> she was being forced to be the medium now. Lots of familial drama. So also important thing to know is just previously to this whole situation had been, um, estranged from her mother's side of the family. Like she'd only met her uncle a few times and she'd only, she'd never met her, her grandma. So yeah, no, so it's been, it's definitely interesting. A lot of familial drama. Robbie's eating. He's waiting for
1: Swallow. (laughs) swallow. Oh my god, that that was so hard knowing (laughs) that it had to happen quickly. (laughs) Um yes, and also side note that has nothing to do with what we've just talked about. Um Jess do you know, I I I keep wanting to call her Amin. Is it Amin? Amin? Amin, yeah. Yeah. I mean you can call her either. They're
0: both her name.
1: I don't know why I just love that one but or only like her parents call her that and I'm like I don't want to be that close like well that's know? her
0: so from what I can get because you know I'm not of that part of the world it seems like the term ah in front of a name invokes like that you are closer to that person so like Aku Ama um, Amin and she called that oh, one I guy Atat just... I don't know if that's I part of their it... name or if it's like to signify their relation to it To them, or
1: I just thought it was like an alternate nickname to Jessamine.
0: No, so she has a whole different name. Um, I forget what her full, her actual Malaysian name was or Chinese. So her name
1: name isn't Jessamine,
0: (laughs) well, her American name is. So a lot of people, I mean, probably in your part of the world too, but especially I know because there's a huge Vietnamese diaspora, will have. Um, an official Vietnamese name or, in this case, Chinese name, but will also have an official American name or English name. Like
1: Western name. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And she just combined hers.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. So it could be, yeah, I mean, it could be... uh, I could be completely wrong here. It could just be her her family using
1: like a nickname of her American or English name, so... I, I don't know. Anywho. I... Um, yes, so, yes. um, Separate and related, she is a closet lesbian. Yes. Which is important because she spends a lot of time sneaking around at 3am... 5am, sorry, to FaceTime her girlfriend's Sharanya, who is currently living in Singapore... And thinks that Jess is actively working towards getting a job in Singapore to move over with her. However, Jess has not done any of that because her grandmother is haunting her.
0: Yeah. Which no, I, I think a is a, le-
1: on it's like a legitimate reason to like hold off on future plans. Yeah. But she doesn't explain this to Sharanya because in fairness she tries to she does say like I heard a fucking voice and Sharanya's like Uh, you clearly have depression you must go to therapy and (laughs) Birgess is like I have eight aunts watching me at any given time I can't just sneak the fuck off to therapy
0: yeah especially like there's a lot of like cultural divide between the youth and the aunties like they might not see therapy as something that's like a noble pursuit like we do in our generation. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we just brag about it. We're like, you would not believe what my therapist said to me today.
0: Exactly.
1: And then old people are like, he's doing therapy. Just a ahead, doctor. I hope that comes up in the recording. Otherwise, it's just going to be like five minutes of silence. It's okay. I did lean towards the microphone, though, so. It should. Hopefully. <clears throat> All right, but well, um, we
0: do have some wonderful listener questions. Should we get up that? We have
1: so many. Yes. All right. Literally, so many listeners' questions. Do you want me to read them since I collated them? Sure. You can answer them this time.
0: Okay.
1: Because usually what happens is um, you read the questions and I answer them and you never really get a chance. So we can flip it. Ah, it's flip it. <laughs> flip, flip it real good. Do, 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 do. Where is it this time? Oh, it's in.
0: I mean, I'm already in a... the dock if you want.
1: No, no. I have told you that you that I would do this for you. <laughs> Google Docs. Here we go. Book Club picks. <clears throat> oh, so first of all, we just have to acknowledge that this is our 20th Book Club episode. <laughs> go us. Everyone, you've officially read 20 books. That's impressive. Amazing. Amazing. So, we had... A very avid Jenna, who is our constant book club reader, listener, fan, and we love her. And she had lots of questions for us. So we're going to start off with one of hers. I'm sorry, I'm not as good as Lisa, where normally Lisa has them organized into sort of themes. And I just sort of went, This is a question written by so and so. So (laughs) Jenna has said, This is a layered story. As we read, layers are peeled back to reveal more information and more secrets. What was your favorite reveal?
0: Oh, my favorite reveal by far was that the rubber tapper man gangster was Nochi-hin. Which is the antagonist of the story, her grandma's ex-lover.
1: And then you find out that it's actually her uncle's dad.
0: Yep. Yeah. so many good reveals
1: there was so many good reveals
0: Uh, there was like a lot of really good moments sorry i'm gonna let you answer real quick but i also just love the moment where jess was at towards the end when jess was like about to go like have her final showdown with the blackwater sister and they were like she was praying and then all of a sudden she's like holy shit and she she realizes she's not in her body anymore anyway sorry you go yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh no that
1: was creepy as well uh, mine's a wee bit more low key than that to be honest my favourite reveal was when it turned out that the Blackwater sister hadn't actually like threatened her in her dream she oh, had actually yeah. on- honoured her by sharing her death with Jess I was like oh shit Yeah. oh my god it just felt like such like a touching personal intimate moment where it was like I wasn't threatening you I was showing you how I died yeah and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. I love her. I <laughs> love her. She's
0: she's killed so many people, but she's so good.
1: But only out of anger. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know what? Like, if you're fucking murdered in a forest, I think and also I think if you're murdered in a forest and your ghost stays to haunt them Yeah. I th- I think you're allowed to kill people. I think you no longer are restricted by the rules of the human society. <laughs> if you if you if you are so angry at the point of your death, you become a deity. I feel like uh, all the rules are removed, you know. That's true. <laughs> you know so yeah that would be my favorite reveal jenna you should email us back and let us know what your favorite reveal is because i feel really bad when we answer these questions and we don't get to know what yours is so 100 percent, email us and we can talk about that in the next podcast that we do we'll be recording it this weekend so get it in by friday jenna i know you will because you will listen to this on on wednesday when it comes out so love it we have another question from jacob who said do you think there's a connection between Jessie's queer identity and her abilities as a medium?
0: Um. Yes and no. I don't think it necessarily is in her connected her her abilities as a medium, but necessarily as a medium specifically for the Blackwater sister. Um. Because like there is that whole situation where her grandma's like, it doesn't even matter to me that you are a gay. <laughs> Um, And, like, there's obviously some very good mediums in the book that are not of the Alphabet Mafia. Um, But I think her experiences as a queer woman, specifically a closeted one, um, and her, her having to repress part of herself constantly throughout her life, built her connection stronger with the Blackwater sister, because the Blackwater sister throughout her own life had to repress parts of herself in order to keep with the status quo of being a wife, mother, so on.
1: hmm hmm I don't know. I think it does have a little bit of something. I think, like, litter- litter- uh What's the word? Like, f- figuratively? Like, sort of on a sort of analogy, kind of? I don't know what the right word is. It's late. I've been up since I five five. But I think there's almost like a... A mirror of, you know, the queer identity being this sort of separate mythical identity versus this mainstream, very real um, construct of heteronormity mm-hmm. that sort of pairs with the, the, the ghost god experience that is completely separate and um, sort of un- Imaginative compared to the human world, so I don't know.
0: So what we're saying, our official stance on the podcast is queerness is close to godliness.
1: Basically, yes. 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is exactly where where this was going. Yeah, (laughs) but I, I think Jess. Not to be a little, your point. Sorry. (laughs) I think Jess mentions it in the book where she talks about um, the fact that she's. She's nothing. I think she's she's having a real bad time, and she talks about how she's a, a closet case. She's she's unlovable because I think at this point, Sharanya had um, was you know they were almost gonna break up, and she was like, "Of course I'm a medium. I'm nothing but an empty hole in this world for ghosts to come in through." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh Jesus! Oh, we've all been there, Jess. But you but don't shit, have to be yeah. so honest about it." <laughs> How dare you? Well, got a slap on a smile and pretend it's not happening. Okay, right? Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that... I just do
0: want to point out because the the quote, quote for that was: "She was a hole punched out of a sane world, a channel for the sublime or the horrific. Through her, the unthinkable was made real." And I'm just like, shoot.
1: Mm, that is a heavy quote. That is being a heavy just quote. like a
0: hole punched out of the universe, like feeling like you've carved yourself away so much.
1: Like Damn. Yeah. That is tough. Right. <clears throat> okay, this is this is the bit with the name that I don't know. So Jenna had another question. And she's actually no, I'm gonna leave this to the end because it does happen right at the very end. So sorry Jenna. We're just gonna
0: <laughs> Cha in.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so Emma has said Oh, I just realised we've got two questions from Jacob. That's exciting. I'm sorry, Jacob, I didn't realise that. Um, Emma has said, absolutely love this book, but it was a challenge at times. It was interesting reading a less, a less Western-centric fantasy novel. Did you struggle at all to connect with the storyline because of how different it was? I think that's a really interesting point because I did I think I really struggled to connect with what was going on. I still enjoyed it, I really loved it, but there was a few times, especially with the audiobook, where I had to like rewind it a little bit because obviously when we, when we're you know, for like, I make no make no pretense to say that I am anything but a very white British boy with zero context of outside that bubble and it's, you know, obviously I make an effort to widen my horizons and stuff. But without any context of of that the sort of culture that the book is set in, there was a lot of times where I'd be like listening and listening and listening and being like, wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> just have to go back a bit. Um, so it, it it was a struggle to try and stay within that, within the narrative, without having to be like, no, actually, I don't have a fucking clue. Let me just go back real real quick. It's, and it, it it did take me out of the book. For a hot second because it reminded me that I don't know what's going on because of my sort of cult, my, like, person, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it it didn't detract anything from the book, but it did mean that I had to work a lot harder to sort of follow the storyline. But it was worth it because it's a fantastic book. What about you? Um,
0: I would say maybe... I don't think it was necessarily a struggle to connect, but it was definitely like sometimes it was just having to... I don't know. I love the way that they talked in the novel because it just reminded me of like, you know, I I grew up a lot around a lot of Asian immigrants. Um, I'm in the Bay Area. We have the largest Vietnamese diaspora. I, I think I already mentioned that in this one, so I don't want to belabor the point. Um, so I think in, like, the way that they talked or, like, the way that they, like, phrase people, like, like, Korkor, Kortiao, like, as auntie, uncle, like, their familial names, that didn't draw me out. Um, I did have to Google what a five-foot way was, because that one, I, it kept it kept showing up, and I was just like, it's probably just a pathway, and then I was just like, no, I need to know. It is a covered pathway in front of markets. <laughs> Market still, um, but I don't think it did. But that could just be because of my upbringing, um, and like where in the world I grew up. Um, also, I had just watched Crazy Rich Asian, and I love I love it. I love like I love reading stories about like I don't know Asian aunties and like. They're just fun, and it's just it's different from what we usually get. So I've been reading a lot more of that, um, a lot more novels from that part of the world recently. So
1: yeah, it's helps. interesting that I, it's interesting that I didn't like because you know str- I think struggles the wrong word. I didn't struggle with it, but the I it took a lot more concentration this one, and I wonder I I wonder because I didn't have that struggle with it. Uh, I love you so muchy. Mm. Which was, but I think that's because it was written from the perspective of a Western person. Yeah. You know, like a an American Asian woman, um. Ex, ex- experiencing it for the first time, whereas there wasn't so much of that in this book. Jess just dives straight in, mm-hmm. and I think that's because her her grandmother, um, ama she, she doesn't really let her. Sort of explore for a bit, you know. It's like th- these are gods, and this is how this works. And she's like, "Cool, yeah, got it." Yeah,
0: and like as far as like language differences, like she grew up going back and forth to Malaysia, maybe for summers or whatever. <clears throat> she had visited her aunties yeah. and her family over there, so she already knew the at least some Hokkien.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and when she didn't know Hokkien, um, Amma just made her speak it anyway. So exactly. <laughs> fantastic
0: you gotta love it when you have a deus ex machina that's literally deus um.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so we will go to jesse's uh, jesse's jenna's question now um and she said can we take a moment to acknowledge how horrifically adequate inadequate Shern? yeah Shurn?
0: i always said it Shern. yeah
1: Yeah, um, Sharon's apology to Jess at the end was, I'm sorry my dad sent thugs to kidnap, rape and murder you. Won't happen again. Sad puppy eyes. And Jenna said, Um, no. I like their interactions. I like Sharon's loyalty to his dad as part of his character. But yeah, hiring rapists and murderers is kind of a big deal, Sharon. Your apology was never going to be enough and you don't get to feel bad about losing a friend. Jess almost lost her life and then she's put in angry emojis, so you know Jenna's pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> completely
1: inadequate. I, I completely agree. I think I think the apology is inadequate, but I think um I mean at least the way it was read in the audiobook, I think even he knows that, but there's genuinely nothing else he can do. I mean, know? but that's like,
0: the issue, is he could do more. Like if he is so up in like the worst thing that you could do was come after me the The worst thing he could do if he truly abhorred his dad's practices would be to dethrone himself as the heir. If he had felt bad enough about enough of the things, you know, after the accident in the construction site, after the, you know, kidnapping and near murder and rape of Jess, he could have said, this is enough. What the fuck, dad? I don't wanna inherit into this empire.
1: He could have. He could have. But I think if when we're raised to a certain into a certain thing, it's it's very hard to let go of that, especially if it's gonna set you up for life.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not saying I I'm not saying I agree with what he did or said, but I do understand it.
0: I mean, I understand it, but I think, like, Sheng, his whole thing, I mean, now it's being a spineless coward, but his whole thing was, like, he was supposed to kind of play as a more sympathetic, like, foil to his dad. And it's just yeah. disappointing to find out he really is just a spineless coward.
1: It Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> but I think, I, I think we kind of knew that from the beginning, because he very... He very quite obviously didn't want to stand up to his dad. Like at no point did we think he would ever, or I didn't. Yeah. So. That's yeah. fair. I think Jenna raises a good point. I think it is isn't incredibly inac- inadequate. But I think there was, I think there was a reason he had to do that for the book. I think we needed to see, Jess, reject the apology, and I, I loved when he said, You can come back though. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And she and she what what did she she said something like, That's good to know and then in her head she was like she didn't want to thank him even though it might be the political thing to do or something like that. And I just thought, Good for yeah. her. Like, don't apologize. Yeah.
0: Exactly. No, I love I love how Jess ended up in the book. Like She ended up being a much stronger person and, like, shit, fuck, like.
1: She did, and um, talking about being a much stronger person, um, that actually leads on perfectly to our last question, which is from Jacob, again. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob has said, how did you feel about the ending? It left us on the precipice of a huge life shift for Jess, and I wanted to really see her more settled.
0: Yeah, no, I think, like, I think it's going to be a standalone novel, but it definitely did leave it at a point where, like, I would have loved to see more, but I think just was at a point where, like, when I finished the book, sorry, I'm rambling. When I finished the book, I definitely wanted more, and I was a bit upset that we didn't get to see that conversation, but I also, no, after ruminating ruminating on it for a minute, I was just like, no, that makes sense, like, the story that we were being told had concluded. And this part is part of Jess's next chapter.
1: Yeah. Um, for anyone listening, Lisa wasn't rambling. Lisa was frantically wondering why I've skipped two questions because I'm an idiot. Um, say, <laughs> that was part I, of
0: it. But...
1: I, I, can, I can see her on the Google document just like scrolling <laughs> through two questions being like, why has he just said this is our last one? So yes, I'm a tit. I I do agree I was slightly annoyed because I would have loved to see how her mum reacted Mm -hmm. um but I do understand why we don't get to see that that's not part of this story yeah um and and that does bring me on perfectly to one of the questions that Callum has sent in um Callum asked did you agree with Jessie's girlfriend when she called out Jess for keeping her secret and you know what I got really pissed off with Sharanya and I'm kind of annoyed that jess is i just hope that jess isn't coming out for sharanya because that girl really pissed me off yeah no i i don't
0: agree i understand
1: where she's coming i understand where she's coming from i can imagine how frustrating it would be to be in love with somebody that's not ready to tell their their parents about about you but the way that she spoke to Jess was so out of order. Mm-hmm. And it really angered me. Like, I got so angry walking in the street being like, nah, get fucked. Get fucked, Sharanya. Yeah. Absolutely just hang up that Zoom call.
0: Yeah, I was, I was royally pissed at Sharanya because I was just like, this is someone you supposedly love. Like, yes, at that point, they were kind of, They were definitely going through it and, you know, at the end of their relationship. But, like, just even if it wasn't someone that, you know, you supposedly loved and were close to and had grown with and knew their story, like, who are you to tell any queer person, especially a queer person of color whose family might not understand and worse could disown them, like, while they're out in a foreign country, especially...
1: Yeah, like oh, yeah, no. She just, she just really pissed me off.
0: Like, how could you say like, when are you going to be ready? I think it's unacceptable. I think you need to come out to them. Like, you don't. Like, yes, Sharania was a queer person of color, and she said she had issues with her dad, but he eventually came around. But like, not yeah. everyone's parents do. No,
1: no. Oh, I know. But I mean.
0: think. I think Jess's, I I do hope that Jess's decision came from the vision that the Blackwater sister showed her, and she'd already experienced the worst possible, you know, answer to that question. Mm -hmm. So she was strong enough to know that, you know, she already had a backup plan. She had a job to move to Singapore regardless, so. Yeah. She had the strength to deal with whatever their reaction was.
1: Definitely, yeah. Um And, okay, this is 100% our final question, <laughs> and I mean that this time. Jenna has said, family dynamics play a huge role in this book, and while the families are complicated and vexing, on the whole, it seemed a positive representation of the biological bonds that tie us all together. Who was your favourite family member, and who from your own family would you confide in if a vengeful god haunted you? Hmm...
0: Let's see for the first, um, I love Jess's dad. He's so chill and he's just like, he's so like silently strong and like has his shit together just by everything he's been through. And like, he just, he just cares and you can, you can feel that through their interactions, he just cares and it's nice and sweet and yeah. I also love Corcor. Um, <laughs> her bringing her little Bible around, she'd be a little bit insufferable in real life, but.
1: But in like the best way, yeah. Though. Like you'd roll, you'd roll your eyes and be like, "Ugh, classic Corkor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Who, who, who? Which family member would you confide in if a ghost was haunting you?
0: Um. Oh. I feel like I would initially probably tell. Maybe my sister. She's got girl boss energy and she'd probably figure that shit out. But I feel like my brother would be more likely to believe me at first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your brother would be like, seems plausible. Yeah,
0: like my brother would just be like, oh, okay, sorry about it. But my sister would actually help me. So, you know.
1: Yeah. You'd
0: be like, of course it's you. Um. (laughs) How about you?
1: Um... So I think my favourite family member is probably Amma, the grandmother.
0: okay.
1: I just love how selfish she is. Yeah. No, she's a queen. She full-on possesses her granddaughter to get back at an ex-lover, and I'm here for that sort of energy, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, she was full-on, like, my granddaughter's here, I can use this. I'ma fuck up my ex-lover's business. And possibly kill him. Like she was one hundred percent gunning to kill the guy, and I'm, you know, I've I've just got respect that, and I also just love how she just doesn't give a fuck that Jess is a lesbian because that has nothing to do with her um her revenge plan. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: She's like she kill you like women, but can we please murder my? Yeah, literally, she's like, kill kill you like women, but I need to murder my ex lovers so. Could we? Could we focus?
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you love women. You're more likely to murder a man. Come on,
1: exactly. <laughs> this, it just fuels her efforts. <laughs> and um, I would only probably tell my mum if a ghost was haunting me, because my mum as the same as your sister. She's got girl boss energy, and she just know what <laughs> to do. And um, love it. Yeah, she would 100% just be like, okay, but can we use the situation to gain? Or do we need to end this? Si-? <laughs> does you know? the she ghost be have like,
0: the lottery numbers?
1: Exactly, yeah. Like, my mum would be like, right, what are the benefits of the situation? What are the cons? And does the, do the cons, like, at what point do we get an exorcism?
0: Yeah. So, you and heard now... it here first. Vengeful spirits of grandmothers in the UK. You have a vessel.
1: Oh, I'm right here. Like... <laughs> If you're going to give me all-powerful powers and also possibly lottery numbers, I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> just saying.
0: Yeah, no, Ama's I love her. She's great, but also so selfish. Like, it was not cool. Like, Jess had one rule, which was keep her in the know, and she broke every
1: single rule. <laughs> Every time I love it. I do you know what I love when like Jess wakes up and Amma's um, like well you woke up so I couldn't finish your other eye and just like what were you doing with my eye? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I just love like Amma's like signature move was what you needed to know this too? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why do you need to know everything? <laughs>
1: She's genuinely baffled that Jess just wants to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, with her own body. I get it.
1: Yeah, literally. Oh, man. So, that was it. I won't ask you who your favourite question is, because I feel like the who's your favourite family member was quite similar. Okay. I will ask you how many stars.
0: I will give this five stars.
1: I really oh. loved it. Oh, amazing! Do you know what? I I'll give it four and a half. Solid. It it's not quite a five star for me, but only because you know me. I,
0: no smutty boys, really, I get it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to have to say it, but like, there was no guys for me to lust after, and I get it. This is I'm not the target audience, but. It just really, it does, you know, half a star down for that one. <laughs> so, you know, if I didn't hate women, it would have been five stars. But <laughs> y- y- you know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm kidding. I love women. <laughs> Not like that, but, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I make that joke every time. Someone needs to stop me. So Never. Blackboard I love hearing <laughs> trying to wrap up this podcast lisa please stop encouraging me (laughs) so blackwater sister by Zencho, um fantastic book really loved it we've got a total of nine and a half stars out of ten from the wdf podcast Mm -hmm. and would you like to reveal our september book club title
0: yes i'm excited for it
1: would you like a drum roll?
0: Yes, please.
1: Okay. So, the We're Doing Fine September Book Club title is The
0: Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Uh, the,
1: the Flat share. I'm very excited to read this, and we need to give a big shout out to Jenny from Cardiff who sent us a list of titles and we had picked one of them, but it was a wee bit too similar to what we read this month. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we went with her second suggestion, which was The Flatshare by Beth O'Leary. And honestly, I read, the, I read the, the, the synopsis and I was hooked. I literally messaged Lisa. <laughs> being, I know we've already picked a book for September, but I have an argument to change your mind. And it worked. It so, worked. Yeah I'm already downloading it now I'm very excited
0: Me too To get
1: it started It just sounds It sounds it sounds hysterical Yes But I know I'm going to cry Like I, I know I'm going to cry <laughs> I've, I've just got a feeling
0: You cry so easy
1: I do cry so easily It's because I'm a A fragile feather
0: <laughs> <laughs> So please Check us out on Twitter at WDFcast or on Instagram at We Are Doing Fine or on Facebook at We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. Same title as the podcast. You can also find us at TikTok with uh, We Are Doing Fine. Same as the Instagram. We haven't posted anything yet, but I'm sure there's going to be something soon. You can also we're building up to it. What?
1: We're building up to it.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. The anticipation is killing everyone. I'm sure. <laughs> You can also send us emails, like Jenna did, as well as our friend from Cardiff, Jenny, right?
1: Yeah. hmm It's very complicated.
0: Yeah. You can email us questions, suggestions, send us TikTok ideas. If you want to, we, we are dying to do an accent challenge, so send us words for that one at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. com. please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify. Um, tell your friends about the podcast I'm tongue-tied now tell your friends about the podcast because word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners
1: and once you've told your friends about oh wait you've done that bit, never mind (laughs) I'm so tired it's okay thank you for reading Blackwater Sister by Zencho with us this month and please join us for The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary in September and until next month Keep reading reading Fane. That was a fucking struggle. Atrials are high.